Good evening and welcome to Xbox Tavern's Xbox Tavern episode 82nd. Second. On this wonderful Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Yes. Coming hot off the presses after myself and uh, old Scottish Graf Ross. Oh, yeah. Just checked out the Microsoft slash Bethesda showcase for 2022. Uh, and we discuss that and many, many more news items. <laughs> we'll get to that. We are also joined by Graham. Uh, MPV Graham, sorry. Oh, whoa. Whoa, hello. back up here. Hello, hello, yeah. And uh, ladies' favourite, Daniel. Hello, with a new style. Do you like the new, new style, new camera angle. I, by, I new style, like by new style, do you mean you've done your hair for a change? I've got a cut. Look at that. I know. I feel, I feel like we're sort of perving upon you now, like we've got a camera in the corner of the room looking at you. Like, hmm. I feel like that that's haircut's going to last like oh, one episode. That's that's <laughs> oh, yeah. See, if you're an audio listener, you're missing out on some And if you like legs. what you see there, that is OnlyFans <laughs> forward slash <laughs> Daniel Xbox Dan. <laughs> right, slowly so, dance, gentlemen. Kill me. Big, big Xbox stuff just happened. Uh, so let's get into the most important part that uh, we need to discuss. Resident Evil Four was revealed last week, <laughs> and you none of you talked about it, you motherfuckers. No, we don't. We Not a single we would, mention. We thought we'd cover important games. Oh, yeah. outrageous, outrageous. Anyway, Resident Evil remake looks really good. Right, Microsoft Bethesda showcase has happened. Kicked off with Redfall, which I want to discuss first very quickly. Did you guys all get to check out the trailer for Redfall? did well i did yeah that's interesting it's a very souped up sort of back for blood but a bit more story-ish base it doesn't look yeah. as linear sort of, yeah it doesn't really go from point a to point b and that's it do it and that's like your standard between. chance it's like you're expecting swarms and you look like you're supposed to handle swarms yeah. rather than just getting constantly humped i did yeah. like all the new um all the things that basically told you the bits about the character. So I think Jay's favourite character, the one with the purple telekinetic powers, how she had like the telekinetic teen with something to do with like it all round basically. It was telekinetic something with something shooting debt. Um and then yeah, Layla Ellison is her name. Yeah. She's she's the one only one it seems that's got powers. Uh, the rest have all just got sort of abilities with weapons and machinery and stuff. But yeah, she looks pretty interesting. But no that was it was um positive for what we've seen of it so far and I think I can't remember when I was seeing in the live show to uh, Jay if it was pre-alpha or pre-beta gameplay whatever it said it was so for how it looked based on that that's quite a positive feature as well looks yeah. good didn't it, 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 was, it quite I was going to say surely I, I thought we we weren't led to believe that it was like a left for dead or back for blood style of game when, I wasn't expecting that. Well, I think that's what they said when it is four-player four PvE in a bit of an open world with Dishonored-style powers and mechanics and um, the feel of that and yeah. prey, like the gameplay. So it's not just you're just not running around shooting. You've got powers and abilities that you can combine and work together to to overcome the enemies and stuff. And I think they show quite a decent range of what they, they got in the trailer. I was just trying to catch up and watch it again before we started this. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks more hectic than I'd, I would like from a uh, an arcane game. Yeah, you're saying looks that. Like a, look, like a lot better combat than Dishonored. Obviously, Dishonored is a big stealth game. That's why I like it so much. Uh, the gunplay I always thought was a bit weak, but this looks like, like it's taking lessons from Left 4 Dead, Back 4 Blood, Borderlands, mm. stuff like that. Um, and it looked like I actually had competent gunplay as well as powers and, and, and an open world and stuff to explore. Uh, Graham, you're trying to say something, sorry. 
No, I was just going to say, you can't have a four-player attacking swathes of enemy and not liking it to Back for Blood yeah. and Left for Dead, because that's technically what that genre is. It's basically like a horde-type idea, but in an open map, yeah. But it's got vampires and stuff, and it's got different lore, and yeah, it's trying to set itself apart, and well, it, what... it doesn't have to do much to sort of get away from that sort of linear kind of style. Well, that's, that's what me and AJ were saying during the show. It was... As much as everybody knows it's about the vampires aspect, but obviously there was humans with like weapons and stuff like that, and then Jay was saying that's like cultists. So they've obviously got quite a few different types of enemies. Like I think, oh, you could see during it, there's different levels of vampires that you'll fight. Um, grunts from just like human forms. I would imagine, based on the fact that there's humans that have powers that you can play of, there'll also be baddies that'll be similar type of idea. So they've got like a vast selection of characters, so that by itself separates it from Back for Blood, Left for Dead type idea. Yeah, um, she said. Um, she said in the trailer, well, obviously you can hear it. She said, "You got uh, vampires, humans that are trying to become vampires, and those that have died, basically. So those cultists, I think, are going to be trying to harness the power of vampireness. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, as you said, you have got your own players who are trying to fight back against it. Hope I don't. I don't think they showed if there's any." other sort of AI on your side or any factions you can join or anything like that, but you don't need them. If you've got fucking purple powers, well, you don't need to fucking any help. Just fucking duff them up. You can yeah. see uh, loot uh, or skins being a, a heavy play in this with the uh, with the gun all decked out in that purple with lots of stickers and stuff. Yeah, it the first wee bit when you first just see that purple gun, it looked really nice. And even the like pistols with all the different attachments on them looked really like quite crisp. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a nice thing to start the show with to see Red Forbes. It was delayed until 2023, um, but it was good to see some proper actual gameplay. And it looked a lot better than the leaks when they had it uh, a few months back when you know the, the images come out and oh, it doesn't look like a very fuck off. It looks de- it looks decent now. We've got a decent showing for it. Um, we're not going to go through every single game because there was uh, I'm just looking at BGC who's done a bit of a roundup. They they showed 50 games coming to Xbox and PC over the next year. And 43 of them will be available on uh, on Game Pass on day one. And the remaining seven are coming to Game Pass, but they're already out on PC or other consoles and stuff like that. Um, so let's skip down the list a little bit. Uh, Halo Infinite uh, coming to Flight Simulator. That was interesting. The old... Uh, <laughs> Still you getting excited. The old... Uh, I, can't, what's, I can't think... What's, what's it called? It Pelican. Pelican. That's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, definitely give that a go. Um, uh, Plague Tale Requiem I thought looked pretty good I was saying to Ross when the, the trailer was going off the first one I haven't finished yet I was really enjoying it but one thing I did find was it felt a bit too scripted like there was only one way to get through each particular area you couldn't really experiment too much whereas this one looked like it maybe opens up a little bit more so that would be interesting did, did anyone else watch the trailer for this one? while listening to you guys yeah you played you played G was saying you completed that one, Dan. The first one. No, I don't think. No, no, I don't. I don't. I haven't touched that one yet. I haven't even put it in my box. Oh, but, Dan, you let me down. I yeah, thought G, you finished it. G was adamant you had completed it. Far too <laughs> much. Um, what's the word? Faith in me. Yeah. I know. I know. I was trying to be confident, you know. But... And also, we're not coining this phrase. I've done oh, we a are. Dan. Oh, we are. We're not. Oh, coining we are. That. <laughs> yeah, I've got so far, and I've given up. <laughs> I've done a Dan. That's that's getting made up. That's getting Urban Dictionary done. <laughs> Uh, Scorn, did you guys watch the trailer for Scorn, uh, Dan and Ross? Uh, sorry, Dan and Graham, sorry. Uh, Scorn's the really so. fucked up one. Really messed like up body part oh, guns oh, yeah. and stuff like oh, that. that. Was, 
That was it the very win. first one? It was right near, it was close to the start, yeah. But it was... Was it fourth, fifth video in, yeah. I think? I'm right. Um, that game yeah. looks seriously messed up. I was saying that to Jay down during the recording. It was like the people that come up with this sort of idea for games, it's like you have a proper creative imagination as to how to do that. Yeah. It's, um, so, go on. I was going to say 21st of October is coming. Um, so just another Halloween, obviously. And it looks like something to really turn the lights off, put your headphones on, get a nice big screen in front of you and just shit your pants. Yeah, the absolute shit out of yourself, yeah. Um, I was saying to Ross again when we were recording, I've played quite a lot of gruesome and grim things in the last few weeks. So that's pretty much all I played. So I need a bit of a break, but hopefully by the time October comes, I'll be back into the swing of it. Um, Gray, you, you're looking like you're, you're a bit confused. Have you managed to find find it? Uh, I was trying to find it. It was the one I saw, but I think I was looking at the different horror one. I thought the very first one on the showcase was like a horror-based one that you were both enjoying. Uh, well, the very first one was was Redfall. Okay, I must have been thinking of something else then. This had a lot of the darker palette, didn't it? And the skeletons and yeah. monsters, or whatever, were very sandy yellow. Um, the lights were really dim and low. Yeah, and this did like body horror, like arms. Yeah, it was it was properly dark and gruesome. Twisted features and 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 all that sort of shit. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, looks interesting. Looks very interesting. That was the uh, grim, but no, I didn't see that one. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, all, all of these games, as I said, coming to Game Pass day one, uh, or coming to Game Pass at some point in the next twelve months. Uh, one other one for, that's coming in twenty twenty two, which initially, as, as we were watching it, I was like, for fuck's sake, I, I can't stand this style. But the more I watched the trailer, the more I, I actually quite enjoyed the the comedy. It was high on life. Did you watch that one, guys? Oh, you have to remind me. Which that was the that was. Rick and Morty one. With a gun that's got like a face on the back of it talking to you. Is that the talking gun ones? Yeah. 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 What's your thoughts on this one, Ross? Because as I said, I'm not a big fan of that style of com- the, the Rick and Morty style. But by the end of the trailer, I was kind of won over. I, I've had to go back and watch the trailer because I can obviously hear what the, the sort of sound was like coming for the guns and the, what the actual gameplay on it was. But like, as we were saying during it, like, you could tell that it was going to be like drugs based just on yeah. how it was designed and obviously the name then ties into that but no it looked, it looked a properly fun little game yeah. um nice to see that it's one that's going to be out this year as well yeah the knife uh at one point they picked up a knife and had a little ha- a face on the handle yeah and uh it said uh hi i'm knifey and then the next thing is like a stab and then because stab 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 <laughs> and you take it he goes no more stab more stab <laughs> So yeah, see, like so. that sort of comedy would be like, aye, if it's that sort of idea, that'll be a properly funny game to jump in. Yeah, I'd that quite, does look pretty good. I, I did quite enjoy Trover's Save the Universe, despite not my, not enjoying the Rick and Morty style so much. But uh, yeah, we'll give it a go. Again, day one Game Pass coming this year. Gave um, me a vibe of uh, No Man's Skies. It's got that kind of theme and look to it. Forgetting about the talking gun and stuff, just yeah. the way it looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sort of colourful, yeah, like alternate world aesthetic type thing. Uh, and then there was a few other bits and pieces for this year. Uh, Fallout, I'm not sorry, not Fallout. Elder Scrolls Online, High Isles coming out next week. Um, so if you're into that sort of thing, that's pretty cool. Uh, and then Overwatch Two. Overwatch Two is coming uh, in early access October fourth. I think they said free to play. Free to play, and yeah, and. Uh, as a, a like early uh, entry type thing, 
Ross, super pumped for that one. Yeah, yeah, not my not my cup of tea. Ross, you you're more in, into the Overwatch type thing. You, oh, yeah, desperately jump on it for free to play. It's a great like. I know you were saying you're not a fan of G, but like as a group game, so obviously yeah. you get five and five, so it's an ideal game for like something for us to jump into. But yeah. Overwatch is like again, I'm not a big MOBA fan, but that one in particular was really. Yeah, I enjoyed the first one. It's quite good that they've got like backstories to the characters as well, so there isn't just like generic characters. Um, seen some of the, uh, the yeah they done like the backstory videos that, on yeah. this. So they done like oh, what was it? They done Winston. Or... They done Bastion. They done. I'm trying to think of all the ones they did. Did they do McCree? Uh, I don't McCreed? think they McCree that I can remember. They done. I'm sure they did Reaper. The ones I was watching, they were. I think they're more like fan-made films. Yeah, there's fan-made ones, but there is actual like. Um... Oh, what was the site I watched on? Poor, poor, porn... Hub. <laughs> that was the one. I've seen them ones. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, Dan had that look, and he says like he thought he knew it was coming there, but didn't want to say anything. And then more <laughs> he stayed, more like, kept on saying poor, poor. I was, like, I was like, here it comes. Wee. Too much. Let, let me heal you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the one with the monkey. No, anyway, Carol, Carol, Carol. <laughs> I think those are, I, I do, I do like those. I, I'm terrible at Overwatch, but to play your class and to find the person you play and to play it well is always nice. So I'm rubbish at all the classes, but healing. I can heal for forever, but I kind of like a motherfucker. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I can't do any of the others. Can't do damage. Can't do shattle. But I'll heal you. Don't worry. Someone <laughs> else could be a tank and do all that tanky crap. <laughs> DPS and just see Dan fantasizing as being Mercy. Yeah. <laughs> Waving, no, she doesn't have a stick. Does she, she does have a stick. Oh, big one. Oh, anyway, Real moving of... on from big, big sticks, yeah, big, and, big sticks and, and, and DP and DP. Yeah. Uh, so VGC are based in this list they've got here off the last like, infographic they put right at the end of the the showcase, and it's got I said fifty games, forty three coming to Game Pass day one. Uh, they've they've sort of stretched it out a little bit by adding in something like the Callisto Protocol and. Uh, replace which weren't shown at this showcase and in terms of Callisto Protocol aren't exclusive at all but they're still coming to Xbox and I guess they're getting some sort of uh, yeah trying to buff up the lineup a little bit but they they mentioned Atomic Heart here which also wasn't shown um, there's quite a few that haven't was shown quite sure. Animals, Slime Rancher 2 coming this year Somerville which I don't think they showed here which is the one I thought was the Annapurna one um, no, the, the Annapurna one was... Was that that one? No, that was another one. I'll, I'll find the name in a second. But Was that the one where you had to farm? Oh, Cocoon. Cocoon, that's C- what it was, Cocoon yeah. was the Annapurna one. But uh, yeah, so in terms of this year, we've got some pretty decent ones coming in. So, like I said, Atomic Heart, High on Life, Plague Tale, uh, Warhammer 40,000, Darktide, the full release of Grounded, As Dusk Falls in just over a month, which is... We that was the one we kept like on talking about. Yeah, that's what I was just motion, live action... Yeah, visual that novel good. basically, um, in the vein of something like Walking Dead or, or the Dark Pictures games, but it's narrative adventure. That looks pretty interesting. Um, and yeah, so that that's all sort of stuff for this year. There's plenty of other games here. I'm not probably, like I said, I'm not going to go for them all. And then we get into 2023. And Ross, I don't know if you if you're busy in spring 2023, but I think we might be have a few games to play. Um, I lost count of how many games that come up spring twenty twenty. That's all it was. Spring twenty twenty three. Spring twenty twenty three. Spring twenty twenty three. I was like, "Fuck me!" Mum was the first half. Was it the first quarter of twenty twenty three? Did they did they mix up? Yeah, yeah, one of only one. 
as you two were going off going, bloody hell, I'm not going to have time to do anything in spring. This other trailer came up and was like, first quarter. First quarter. Ah. That'll be just like the last day before it goes into like Q2. So obviously this this list they've got here is for the next 12 months, so up till yeah. 12th of June, basically. So no wonder it's focused heavily on, on spring. But just running down the list quickly, we've got Redfall, Starfield, Forza Motorsport, uh, the sort of rebuffed shiny ray trace. I don't know if they mentioned ray tracing. I think once they might or have twice. once or twice in, in the trailer. <laughs> Uh, Minecraft Legends, which is pretty good. Uh, one that I, one I wanted to get to again, ask Graham about. Have you watched the trailer yet, Graham? Whoa, long fallen dynasty. I, I did, it did look pretty immense. Um, didn't really show much of the actual gameplay action from the trailer I saw. I don't know if you, it had any more on the actual thing itself, or was it just a brief yeah, thing? Most of it was just a, like a CG that hype trailer, basically. Yeah, I mean, Team Ninja didn't. It was that, wasn't the Ninja Garden? Ninja one? Garden, so, guys. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought it was at first. Yeah, that's when you see it with Team Ninja. Or a new Neo. Neo. Because um, it's usually a band that you do the, the Dynasty Warriors and those kind of ones. Hmm. So it may not be like that, but it piqued my interest, definitely. Yeah. Although the, the story of pursuing Lu Bu, that, I, I really don't care with that bit. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's like you, he's, he's like in the, the games he's like the massive super powerhouse like he's built massive and everyone's sort of scared of him if you read his backstory thing he, he just like he betrayed one of his leaders defected a couple of times and then he was captured and killed I was like what's so immense about that guy <laughs> it's like there's so many other sort of old school samurais that were like amazing but that one really wasn't one yeah. <laughs> but it's it's fine. They've kind of overhyped it now, but it's fine. Yeah, well, maybe yeah, maybe they'll give him a different bit of a spin in this warrior long fallen dynasty in spring twenty twenty three. Um, and then this this for Dan. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but Riot Games coming to get uh, Game Pass on PC and mobile. So you've got League of Legends, League of Legends, Wild Rift on mobile, Valorant, uh, Team Fight Tactics, and Legends of Runeterra. Uh, me and Ross were dis- discussing that we thought maybe Valorant was more up your street. Is that would that be an accurate statement? Do you know what it is? Yeah, I'm sure. It? I'm sure I've played a little bit of it. Isn't that the one with the verticality um, where you go through the rooms and then as you die, you turn into an orb? And as you, am I getting Valorant mixed up with another it, one? It, that it's played? like a, it's like a first person shooter. Mix yeah, it's between like a, Overwatch and Counter Strike. We had basically said it was like Counter Strike, Apex, yeah. and um, Overwatch. You yeah. had abilities, you had stuff like that, and then you had the Apex type style of it, but it was third party. Yeah, I'm sure. Person, sorry. I'm pretty sure I've tried this. Talk amongst yourself, and we'll quickly check a trailer because I missed that. I was uh, I, I was doing my ironing as I was uh, listening to you guys. Naturally, I think well, I think what me and Jay were saying about it is it's the games might not be for everybody. Um, I know we were saying that it wasn't like League of Legends and Valorant went maybe up in me and Jay's street, but getting right games and getting a game that the size of League of Legends and what League of Legends brings to them. And I know that obviously you've got your like free to play just downloading the 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 right games and stuff like that. But having that through Game Pass and people using the Game Pass app, um using it through mobile to do the other ones, it's just gonna add more and more to Mixoff's not game studios, but the Game Pass type idea of it. Because you've got League of Legends have got their following that's ridiculous and then they've also got the competitive side of it as well which is another avenue that is can get tied in with Microsoft as well they're um, bringing as you said all these games to Game Pass uh, in terms of League 
they're bringing um, all champions unlocked, which means fuck all to me. I don't know how many all champions. Fucking it's. ridiculous um, amount of champions. I imagine, yeah, it's quite a lot. And the same for the mobile version. Uh, Le- Legends of Runeterra. I, I tried it at AGX or uh, Res or something at some point, and it's like Hearthstone basically, but with leagues of legends characters. Um, and it was all right. Not my cup of tea per se, but it, it was all right. But I think Valorant's going to be the real. The real big one, which according to this infographic, it's all agents unlocked. So again, however many characters that is, you're basically going to get the whole lot for free chucked in with your Game Pass subscription. Now I've seen it. Yes, I am happy. I, it wasn't the game I was thinking. I was thinking of that Ubisoft title that was dog shit. Not Hyperscape. That was it, yeah. yeah I'm getting the two miss. But yeah, Valorant, yeah, can't wait. Even though at the moment I'm on a a, a Fortnite kind of tipple. but We... Valorant, we... I will be jumping in. Nice. So yeah, so you can wait for to uh, um, oh spring twenty twenty three to find out uh, more oh. about that one. That'd be exciting. Um, and then we got. Let me just get my list back up. Sorry, I've I've got rid of it. We we'll get to the big one in a second. But the other main one I wanted to talk to you, especially you, Grayman, about mm-hmm. is Diablo Four coming. Doesn't say Game Pass on oh. here, but it's coming to twenty twenty three. Uh, coming early 2023 to Xbox. That um, game looked fucking incredible. I'm yeah. surprised it doesn't say Game Pass. I'm sure in the trailer it said Game Pass, didn't it? Um, we should send the trailer. All of them said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's info infographic here. Everything's labelled with Game Pass, but not Diablo. Anyway, it's coming. Graham, tell me about Diablo. Excited? Did, did you watch it? Is it good? I didn't watch that one. I missed that one. But um, oh. to be honest, I played a lot of games like Diablo, but I didn't actually properly play all of the Diablos. I haven't played three either. Hmm. So um, I got on a Diablo late. I didn't start Diablo until three. Three? What was the one that had the DLC Fallen Souls or something? I'm sure it was three. I think the last one was three, so it probably is that one. And that was the one I got started on. Um, And I didn't realise it dealt with like angels and stuff like that. I just, I seen the game, it looked cool, decided to pick it up, played it by myself. Which I was saying to Jay on the the live show that it's not the best way to play that type of game, but fantastic type of game. Very, what's the game we played as Project Game Pass? The the Ascent, so the Ascent, yeah. the one that's same type yeah. of idea with the camera type angle, um, and no, it was fantastic. And I think adding in the open world elements, um, adding in, it didn't give us much details, or I could be wrong. I need to double check it. The details with the the open world, not the open world, with the shared worlds, where they had the big boss that spawned in and it looked like there was at least 15 plus characters attacking it. So I'd be curious to find out how many people you get in a world, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it did look like you said, there was a big gaggle of people in a world event, I think they called it. Yeah, so... And there was a huge fucking demon that spawned and loads of people trying to fight it. But I'd imagine it'll be four-player co-op. Um, so I say yeah. though, with the five, but with the five classes, will it be five? Me, five? I said that to Jay in the show, thinking that that, but then that doesn't really mean anything because there's games that have got that sort of thing as well, and yeah. they only do four player cop. Five would be great, but I don't think they'll they'll go to five. Yeah, I'm yeah. just wondering whether the powers. I can't remember whether that you need. I played it single player as well, Diablo, and I don't. I can't remember whether each class kind of. Um, what's the word enhances the other class so if you did the 
the rogue with the um i can't think what another one would be like the necromancer for example necromancer yeah that would enhance the necromancer or vice versa there's certain, th certain things that one character will buff another yeah. character because of the way that they interlink and things like that yeah, i think I when it comes remember. to doing like the dungeons and like the raids whatever that big boss or whatever they're going to class that is i think when it comes to things like that they were saying that it will heavily depend on working together and synchronizing like a squad so yeah. you're going to need to have your tank you're going to have to have your mage you're going to have to have your necromancer your rogue your templar or whatever the characters are to be successful in that sort of thing so i do think that they will have stuff that will interlink to buff characters and make them perform better when it comes to their sort of games yeah, well, yeah. that, that new necromancer class looks fucking awesome as well. Uh, it, it would get me right in, get me right in. If I can play as that, let me summon stuff. Basically, between that and Red Four, I just want to summon things. I don't, I'm not interested in fighting anyone. Just let me stand in the back and summon purple monsters to fight for me because I can't mm -hmm. fight. I'm not very good at video games. Um, and then last last couple, I want to just give a quick shout out before we get to the main. Uh, sorry, uh, and what's it? World premiere. Um, is Cocoon from Annapurna and some some people behind Limbo and Inside, uh, which are pretty interesting, like a almost like a not time travel, like depth travel. So you get to a level and then you go into orb and you sort of go down layers deeper and deeper and deeper. And and the last case of Benedict Fox, which I thought looked pretty interesting, uh, like a two D side scrolling, um, almost that adventure cool. puzzle game. Uh, yeah, looked pretty interesting, really. But yeah, there were there were some decent games that it showed. Um, I think me and Ross agreed that it was a little bit slow, perhaps in like the midpoint. Uh, there was a lot of updates to games that were already out, or DLC, or games that were just like really niche, like that. Uh, was it called Our History Untold? Uh, almost like a Civ style game. But they yeah. were too too high, too quick, didn't they? Yeah. And it, looking at the that infographic that we've got now. If you if you could pick some of these, you were gonna go. Oh, okay. There's not many that I could stack. You need a show show starter and you need a show stopper. There's not many that you could dot in between to give you that kind of nice ebb and flow throughout the show, especially no. for an hour and a half as well. And that's, an hour and a half is too long for. Yeah, for I mean, they, they did put a lot in. To be fair, I mean, they could have cut it in that. They could have cut it forty five minutes and only put things like Redfall, um, Forza. Overwatch to um, Minecraft. They could have only just the put the, yeah the big ones in the Diablo, and then obviously round it off with the Kojima and the Starcraft stuff. But that said, and I've I had a wee bit of time between shows that I could actually go back and listen to them. I'd taken a wee note of all the games that got mentioned, so I went back to look at them. And there was a couple of ones that caught my having them being able to listen to what they were about. One of them was that Erebin Shadow Legend uh, Legacy, oh, yeah. and it's the one yeah. where you're like you're fighting against the the robot type armies. Yeah. That looked. Now that I went back and listened to it and watched it, that looks really good. I thought that'll be that was the one by Baby Robot and Raw yeah. Fury. I think you mentioned that during the show that yeah, Raw Fury do. Raw Fury, Raw, Raw Fury, put out some fucking bangers. They're almost yeah. like an, an Annapurna, but for more rather than Annapurna sort of do high class stuff. Raw Fury just do fucking like action, high yeah. intense. Just, and, in your face games and they're brilliant. That one looks great. That um Flintlock, the one that was uh you you seem to think it was like a souls type idea. Um, yes. and I yes. like so basically when I first seen it I got quite a lot of um fable vibes just with like the skeleton type 
archers and warriors that you're fighting against. But it's obviously got the melee combat with the gunplay, which is again very fable esque that you switch between the two. You've got magic and stuff like that. That one's another one that looked amazing. Um, what was the other one? That, there was another one that had jumped out that really looked quite good. And for the life of me, well, we got Vin Diesel, but apart from that, there was another one I'm trying to remember what it was. <laughs> Um, what about family? What about Pentiment? You were quite a fan of well. No, that was the one that oh, I would, that yeah. was that was clearly the, I mean, again, each to their own. I'm I've not dissing anybody if they enjoy it or something, but that up that particular art style, like I said to Ross, it's like a it's almost like a Monty Python style. Yeah. Art. I cannot stand it. It gives it not I don't like it, it just gives the creeps I hate it. Creepy oh, creepy. Anyway. Um <laughs> Oh that was the one that was that um Naraka. Which I was saying that I think Jay, no Jay, Dad, uh, Gray would like as well. But it's one of these things that you need to be any of that type of game where it had like the, six, the UV 60 other people in the game and then it had a campaign that they were introducing there. Um, again, because it's coming in a Game Pass, I'll probably have a look at it. But it's one of these ones where I don't have the skill level to do all the fancy ass shit that they're doing on the game. It just looks incredible. Yeah, that could be an interesting one to play. I think if you can do some t- like squads or something, that might be quite fun to to jump into and have a go at. But like you said, it's going to be quite tricky to yeah, be any good at that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, did you have a look at that one, um, Gray? What was that, Naraka? Naraka Bladepoint. Yeah, it's like a battle royale, which I know is instantly going to turn you off. But it's it's like melee combat, like swords, almost like Dynasty Warriors, like swords and magic spells and stuff join 10 million players in this mythical action battle royale but then they have a campaign that they've introduced to it as well i mean they want to game pass they want to game pass i remember you saying about the battle royale i remember you saying that but i didn't get to watch that bit so So that that was another one that looked incredible um and again like i was saying to jay on um the live show it's having looked at all these games and as with Anna Purina uh, and stuff and things like that, doing like, even because most of them are cloud based, spend twenty minutes going from A to Z in Game Pass and see what you like because there is going to be some ones that are in there that you would never have expected to like, and you'll end up falling in love with them. And I think games like that, Erebin, which I'm really looking forward to, I think that will be really good. The Cocoon one that you had said, Jay, um, yeah. and the the Naraka even though it's got the Battle Royale playing through the campaign, is another one that will be really enjoyable to jump into. On top yeah. of, obviously, your big ones that we're going to get to as well. Yeah, so we'll get to the, the final big bad boy. One very quick, I, I've, I had forgotten about the Kojima bit. Kojima! I was, I was a bit disappointed that they didn't have anything to show. He I don't think they just... have anything to show you, that's yeah, the problem. I, 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 mean, yeah, I mean, it's been rumoured for fucking a month of Sundays at this point, uh, and... He, he sort of built up, we're working with this legendary developer and we're really excited to Hideo Kojima. And he come on and he'd spoken for like 20 seconds. He said, I'm going to be oh. working with Xbox and, and the cloud. Bye. And I was, uh, what, not even like a t- not even like an image or a, a logo or a, a, like an idea of what it is. It's just a new experience that no one's ever made before. I'm yeah, curious how many times to, have you said that before? I'm curious as to why he specifically mentioned the cloud. Yeah, well, that was that's been the big rumor, isn't it? That he's working with the cloud to make a game, sort of not solely based on it, but that heavily uses it. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm intrigued as to why he was like he made a point of going on about the cloud. Yeah, it's going to enable him to fucking 
up the, up the Death Stranding thing where people could build bridges for each other and have them, I don't know, build an entire fucking universe together or some shit. I don't know. It's going to be interesting because Kojima is Kojima, but... Yeah, it's going to have some... So much for the fucked up fabled stuff, horror game that was supposed to be... But really then it might be that. It might be a, a, a horror-type AAA that nobody's experienced. Because like, Resident Evil's not AAA. Silent Hill. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, oh, Rust. <laughs> it was too anyway. easy a shot not to take. So, um, aye, so I'm curious to see what he's, he's going to do that, but it was, the, it was the whole thing about going on about the cloud that, that sort of intrigued me the most. Yeah, yeah. and it's it, if anyone's going to make the cloud be used for something weird and probably quite interesting, it's going to be fucking Kojima and, and his crew of merry men um anything's better than crackdown three we should uh, well yeah let's not get into that that wonderful experience anyway right gentlemen main event time oh daniel i'm gonna go straight to you did you watch the starfield extended gameplay and what did you think i did um i'm yeah i'm i'm worried a thousand planets no thank you um (laughs) i heard that and i was like Oh, challenge I accepted. I saw your desk raise. That oh, was yeah. so much. That wasn't the um, mechanisms either. Uh, yeah, it looks good. Um, I'm very interested. Good. It really puts me off a thousand planets oh, to no, explore. Um, however, okay, to strip it all back, but that is possibly just at the starting point, a thousand different experiences for almost every person who plays it. Yep which is friggin' mind-blowing. Um, but like I said, it looks great. I want to play it. I want to see what happens. I need friggin' red dot sights on my guns. I can't be dealing with this. <laughs> well, if there's but not a, the at least one red dot sight yeah, in a thousand the, we- planets, the yeah. weapon yeah. customization looked fucking incredible as well. I mean, I'll, I'll let everybody speak before I go off my fucking high horse about it. But... I was going to say, we'll get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll sit back and make the podcast three hours once you've finished. Ray, did you did you check out the Starfield trailer? Uh, I didn't get the chance. That's exactly when I was putting the kids to bed, so I completely missed that bit. I only saw the the people talking about it afterwards, comparing it to um, oh the other space game where you're exploring planets. No Man's Sky. I was going to say No Man's Sky. I can't remember if that was the other one, but yeah, Beyond um, Good and Evil. <laughs> but um, I, and, and they were showing gameplay that looks very No Man's Sky ish. But, uh, but they're saying it's like a way more detailed and story-based version of that kind of planet exploration. And yeah. I, I like No Man's Sky, so this is a win-win for me. So Fallout combined with that is, yeah, I'm all over this kind of thing. But um, nice. a thousand different experiences is concerning because last time we saw that, where you can explore a lot of planets was in Mass Effect, where it's like you can explore these different planets, but it's just like you're harvesting resources. You were just driving that fucking buggy around looking for stuff. Like, that, that, that's not that's not an ex- that's the one I could do without if it's just doing that. But if it's something interesting on each of these different ones, then absolutely it could be amazing. I'm with you too. Like when, as soon as he said that, like let's see how big Starfield is. And I was like, oh, here we go. It's going to be like fuck it. He's going to say it's going to take 300 hours to beat. But if you've got a thousand different planets. That you can land anywhere on and explore. Granted, you, there's, there's not going to be ed- everything everywhere. You're going to have big stretches, I imagine, of blank nothingness. But mm. 
even just if you've got like one city on a thousand different planets, that's a thousand cities you've still got to explore to chat to the people, to get quests, to do this, to do that. Um, <laughs> well, basic maths, if you spend an hour on each planet, less than a thousand hours. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it's just going to, it's going to, oh, I've, my mind boggles even. And then you've got space battles and space travel. Uh, you've got base building, which I know Ross was very excited for. I Personally, that bit put me off, but the, the ship building was more exciting. <laughs> I was going to say that black um, dude from Fallout is going to say, you know, there's some trouble in another planet that I need yeah. to help with. <laughs> this one's in Alpha Centauri, the other one's like 13 systems that way. Good luck. And um, he still knows he's in the know. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, I mean, one thing I want to say before we hand over to Ross and we can all have a, go and have a quick break is <laughs> it looked it looked very good. It looked a lot better than I expected it to, like in terms of visuals and, and the quality of the the like the environments and that. Because obviously Skyrim, as as old as it is, it looks its age at this point. And Fallout, even Fallout seventy six, looks its age. Whereas this looked like a proper new next gen, shiny. Oh, second old dance. See what happens. Yeah. Um, they didn't mention ray tracing like Forza mentioned. I think Forza God. took up the quote. <laughs> The quota of ray tracing. Yeah, we're only allowed a hundred in the show, and yeah. yep, Forza, you took them all. Sorry, yep, sorry. Yeah, I can't believe how many times I mentioned ray tracing, but yeah, it looked very good. And as much as I prefer Elder Scrolls to Fallout, this does look like something that I'm going to lose at least. Well, hopefully not a thousand hours to, but, but at least a couple of hundred hours, I imagine. Six or uh, seven. Yeah, uh, it looked good. The systems, the, the the depth that they're showing look pretty interesting. But let's hand over to Ross, shall we? Because I need to adjust my position. Ross, tell us all about your impressions of this deep dive. What was it, about 10 minutes, 15 minutes of gameplay? It wasn't enough, put it like that. <laughs> um, well, not even enough to fucking land on a planet, let alone explore anything. So obviously it starts off, the first uh, place that you go to is Crete, the moon. Um, you've got your robot companion, which is Vasco. Um, and you obviously be can like following you and doing things with all the different stuff that's um, to do on the planets. As I was saying to Jane in the live show, just like the small details, the the sensor at the bottom, so obviously that will change based on your planet. It was like monitoring your carbon dioxide, your oxygen, was showing the planet on a day night cycle, stuff like that. That part there, for thinking a better fucking sci fi movie than I can, was very Riddick type idea the very first one pitch black where once it went to darkness and stuff like that so i think they're going to add in elements like that you don't put a day and night cycle in something if you're not going to play on it um then in new atlantis which i think me and jay were saying was going to be like the hub hub world type idea so if you think fallout 4 sanctuary it's going to be that's where your main base you'll jump back there whenever you need to do anything major in regards to like upgrades and stuff that character creation um, I think me and Jay were saying that the character models where they're like expressive. I think there was one character that looked like he had no expression whatsoever. Um, black dude, when it is like, but I was the, like, oh, these are really expressive, and then these are like, let's go. Oh, sorry, done it. <laughs> so I think most of them looked incredible. Um, the characters, the actual character model looked really good. Um, it looked like a proper person instead of some of the ones in Fallout that had, yeah, questionable looks. Um, I know you are all spoiled sports and don't appreciate a good base builder, but Fallout 4 was uh, it was good for base building. And I think with this, 
they're going to make it. It's not well. Obviously, it's not post-apocalyptic. So it's not going to be bits of fucking pallets stacked up, and that's going to be walls and roofs and stuff like that. So laying out your own base, based. I'm presuming you'll not be able to build on all one thousand worlds, but I can imagine you'll be able to build on quite a few different places. Probably, I think there's a hundred star systems in it, so you'll probably be able to build on a good few of them as you traverse through them to not have to travel all the way back, for example, to then go back to the next one. Um, one, th- one thing before you move, I did uh, think it was quite impressive that they said you could staff it up with NPCs you meet as well. Yes. So you could get so them you to look can hire them. And, yep. and your ships and stuff. So like you could kind of do that in Fallout 4 where you could like assign somebody to look after the plants to grow food. You could assign somebody else for repairs. You could assign somebody to like stalls. So you could do that in Fallout 4. So they've obviously taken that up and ramped that up in regards to like specialists. So you've got, I would imagine based on the planet that you'd choose to build your outpost, you're going to have somebody who has to monitor like the air regulator or something. So that if they have to have a converter or stuff like that, somebody that's in charge of that, water, food, stuff like that. The ship building looked fucking incredible. Just what you're going to be able to do in regards to making your spaceship. Um, you're obviously going to have different things where you can have like an out-and-out bomber type idea where you're actively seeking fights. I would imagine they're going to have things like space uh, stealth. So you're going to have ones that are uh, quiet and fast, get to A to B without yeah. starting fights. There's going to be a lot of depth in that side of it as well. And then a thousand planets to visit. Yeah. Wow. And I think one of them was in Alpha Centauri, which would suggest that it's in our universe. So that would be quite cool to see what they do with that. Um, obviously, there's numerous TV shows where Alpha Centauri is your your end game to try and reach. So it'll be quite cool to see what they do with like the hospitable planets and how they came up with that. The, the enemies that you've seen in, on Crete, so I think Jamie the reference to it where in Fallout if you run across a rad scorpion it attacks you you run across some of the animals on Crete and because you didn't make a an aggressive move towards it it ran away from you so it'll be quite interesting to see if they have that sort of passive aggressive um, wildlife so if not, you not are, everything is out to kill you yeah, immediately if, if you are if you are friendly towards them they'll not bother you and it'll just be a very normal type thing where it's not like oh you've came across something that wants to kill you now end of story but no I, uh, fucking mud crabs oh. oh fucking bastards having seen having seen the scope that they're aiming for and i'm gonna get slated for this i can see it if they want to take to quarter four 2023 to release it i wouldn't complain I would much yeah. rather this comes out how New Man's Sky is currently than release the scope of what they could do in the state that No Man's Sky released. Yeah. I w- so if they need to take yeah. another year and a half to produce it, fire in. I-, I can wait for a game that's this ambitious to take that long to come out. One one thing I I was watching as as the more they were on about the thousand planets and all this hub worlds and different places and quests and stuff, and then base building and ship combat and stuff, I was like, it's almost calling out for co op or multiplayer. But they didn't even mention anything like that, did they? 
I don't know if they mentioned it. I'm not sure how they could work. It, work. I, I, it won't, so it won't work, but it almost seems now. like because you're going through all the effort of creating stuff and building the ships and bases and, and, and all this sort of stuff. And it's almost like, well, you're just doing it for yourself, which is fine, I suppose. But it's almost like you want to invite your friends over. Come look at my base I built here or come stop at my base on your way to your next, you know, next mission or something like that. Like Almost like Destiny, like world event type thing. The only way I could see cult working is if you were like a lackey rather than just a you know a main protagonist joining other people's kind of adventures. Yeah, you're like one of part of the crew or something. I would. The only way that I would want um, co-op to have any sort of bearing on this is like the look at the skill trees, the the fact that you had. So it almost goes back to the old Fallout skill. So you have had like. I'm thinking New Vegas. You had special skills, so you're you're just your basic what determines your character, and then you had perks after that, so like your lead belly and stuff like that, just random ones that you could add in after. And obviously they went back to it in this, and you can have your your special, and then you've got your tiers underneath it that you can have certain perks to. So say you became like an electronics specialist, I could jump into Jay's world. And I could upgrade something on his base based on my higher electronic skill. But I can't go and play the level with him, but I can interact with his base. Or I can interact yeah. with certain things to do with his base. Or I can upgrade his spaceship and stuff like that. That would be the only co-op type element I would want to see mm-hmm. in this game. For a game of this scope, I don't think you can put a successful co-op version of it together. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I was getting at, though. Like, not necessarily going out and doing missions together, but like I said, if you're traveling from one planet to another, you stop at the one I'm on and you drop off some resources or exactly, something, yeah. and then you carry on. You can like, co-op like that a shared way. space rather than yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, but again, they didn't mention it, so that's all speculation and and wishful thinking. I think. Um, so, I know you said you don't mind if it's delayed. Do you reckon it will be delayed again? I don't think it will be. Um, I think they'll they'll want to stick to this time frame, but I mean it depends. It depends why they delayed it. Um, because a six month delay is not well, say four months. That is not big. No, for a game of this, of which this makes scope it, that yeah, for today. a thousand planets, it makes me think that they've came across not game breaking bugs, but they've came across things that people will get pissed off at. And I think not, that's not the enough stuff. cheese wheels. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. The Fallout still Fallout Four when it launched had plenty of bugs, but it wasn't bugs that were to the point where it made the game unplayable. And I think with Bethesda, you always expect to have a game that's full of bugs, as long as they don't break the game, and they don't in any way, shape, or form ruin the experience. You're quite happy to to just get on it. was like the first time you ever got hit with a giant in Skyrim and you ended up 3,000 metres in the sky. Yeah. It's stuff like that. That that obviously wasn't meant to happen. You went, like a giant's not going to send you that far in the fucking sky. But did it break the game? No. Was it a bug? Yes. Was it funny? Yes. Could we get on with it? Of course. Fucking hilarious, yeah. So as long as it's just trying to tidy up little things like this and they've not realised, shit, this game's a fucking mess. We are screwed. Then this delay is fine and coming out the first quarter of 2023 is perfectly acceptable. Especially now that we've seen the scope that they're aiming for as well. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that was what they really needed to get out there was yeah. what they're actually trying to achieve. Uh, yeah, and I think people now seeing that there's a thousand planets, they've seen the type of planets that you land on. So obviously they've seen Crete, they've seen New Atlantis. Yeah, it's only two out of a thousand, but it gives you an idea of what they're aiming for. I think you were saying in the when they first showed Crete, you could see where you were aiming to go for, but there was massive amounts of potential to explore around it. So if that's what they're aiming for, and not like Gracie's, where it's Mass Effect, you drop in the Mako, you cut about from A to B, C, D, and then back to the Normandy, people people can take it with a pinch of salt of, you've had to delay the game four months to make sure your thousand planets all look perfect. That's fine. But we shall see. We shall see whether it rocks up in spring 2023 alongside about a thousand other games. Or if it gets delayed again, um, but it does look pretty, pretty interesting. I've, I've not been especially keen on it up until now, but watching that trailer is, is definitely up to my hype somewhat. Um, so, very quick, we'll sort of wrap up with with this chatter here. Uh, going off the list of of images they've shown uh, um, on this trailer that I said about on VGC, they really want to pick one game that they're especially looking forward to. That isn't from- Starfield. Well, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like that's a penalty kick for no goalkeeper. Um, let's go with you, Dan. Anything on this list that you're particularly excited for? Yeah, left field. I am going the last case of Benedict Fox. I think that looks very intriguing. I like the um, the gameplay and the mix of kind of platforming, scrolling side to side, and the combat. The combat looked pretty good. That you could, I don't want to say chain, but you could. Yeah, it was weird. It was it had like, like a, a supernatural virgin. element. Yeah, you could it. bring someone towards you, then shoot them. At, yeah, as they're drawing in. I quite, I, I enjoyed that. So it's a, a left to, field pick for me. I said to JJ on the show, it was like a darker version of Ori, the way that it transversed up and down, left to right type idea. Reminded me of old school Prince of Persia. Well, yeah, that as well, yeah. Nice. That's a, that's a good shout. I think that that would be one of my one of my picks. Graham, anything on this list of well, the ones you've seen at the trailers? Anyway, that sort of uh, takes your fancy particularly. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, Royal Long will be something to sort of check out, and the the other one, the the Battle Royale one that you mentioned, Naraka. Hey, yeah, I think those two will probably be something I'd definitely give a go. Obviously, nice. sort of stuff would just drew too much attention but definitely i'll give those a go nice uh as as for myself i I mean redfall's the obvious answer it looked fucking awesome um but if i had to pick something slightly less obvious i would probably go for scorn like i said i really like that sort of disturbed messed up horror visuals and yeah it looked pretty good and coming that's october 21st i think it was which is uh, a good birthday present for you gray What's, what? Oh, Scorn. Anyway. Oh, right. Lovely. Yes. Uh, and Ross, obviously, other than Starfield, is there anything else that particularly stood out uh, one singular game? Flintlock probably would be the one I would go for. Um, like I say, when I seen it, it was very Fable-esque where you're sort of melee, mm-hmm. gun, magic, skeleton, mm-hmm. gameplay type idea. Nice. Yeah. So some decent games shown. I think overall it probably wasn't the most exciting showcase they could have done but again they tried to fit so many different styles of games in that it was never going to be for everybody and it was never going to be full of like i said right at the end oh yeah no gears no no new halo content and stuff like that but it wasn't really about that it was about 
this is a game pass. This is the power of game pass. Best in the game, as I say. Um, you know, chuck big hitters, indie titles, new games, old games, uh, and just bring everything together under your subscription, which uh, they've done. I think they've done pretty well. Really. Well, yeah, definitely. Like I say, um, the 20 minutes in Game Pass on the cloud, you should definitely, if you've got the means to do it, you'd be stupid not to because you will find some gems in there and you will discover the the full value of what Game Pass offers you. Exactly, yeah. For, yeah, for what, 15 quid a month? Yeah, even if it's I PC, mean, there's plenty of PC games out there that you'll find that you'll get engrossed in because of it. Yeah, and, and, and there's about 43 games, like I said, there. You've already got six hundred odd games already in it that they're fucking brilliant, most of them. Yep. So yeah, it only gets better. And am I right in saying that every first party game from Microsoft will go cloud as well? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, yeah they're Into all cloud, Pass and cloud. Yeah. 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 So uh yeah, so so lots of decent stuff there. We'll see they've got an extended showcase. When was it the fourteenth? Fourteenth. Um I don't know what Dan's plan is but I think we'll be covering well I'll be covering it seeing as Dan's fucking useless whoa I'm out whoa. sorry <laughs> whoa yeah uh, what time is it have they said because I, I I'd imagine out. it'll be some other sort of time yeah so yeah I'll be I'll be working I'm afraid but yeah so hopefully we'll see some more stuff from there uh, I was a bit disappointed not to see anything from machine games I kind of hoped a new Quake or even information on um, was it Indiana Jones or something? But. Yeah, I, I think the biggest one that I was disappointed that it didn't have was Avowed. I was really hoping they were going to see something more about that or or Fable. Fable or Avowed, they, those two were the ones that I was really hoping to hear about. But you may hear that in the next show because yeah. they've said whatever was shown in this showcase... Was stuff that was already announced or stuff that and was... And won't be in shouldn't be in next or Tuesday yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday basically they, 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 I think the only thing they'll really cross over is they'll probably mention Starfield they'll probably mention Redfall and they might touch on Kojima but uh, yeah, other than that other than sh- that it I think should be all new stuff yeah which yeah. and and this one was in the next 12 months I suppose the next one could yeah be if you, I mean if you look beyond. at it, yeah if you look at it, everything that was announced with the exception of Kojima and did they, I don't think did they mention anything to do with the Persona timeline they said, well, that they, they said five was going to be the first one, but they actually yeah, five said five is when. in October, and then yeah. the other two are next year. Uh, spring 2023, don't you know? Oh, I didn't realise there was any games coming out there. <laughs> so, like you say, with the exception of one announcement, which is the Kojima one, they had yeah. pretty much focused on the start of next year, and that's it. So big games like Gears, Fable, new Elder Scrolls, new, Fable, uh, new Fallout, they have the potential to be announced at this next one because they might focus on the future. Not saying that's going to come, but they might be, these are the games that are going to be holiday 2023. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we'll see. Uh, that will be on Tuesday. So, so Russell, Russell will keep us updated on that. And then once I get off work, I'll catch up and watch the trailers and and, and, and we'll go from there. Maybe there'll be something up on XboxTavern.com. Ross, why don't you tell us about XboxTavern.com? How about I tell you about XboxTavern.com? If you want to find out about our product reviews, um, our gameplay reviews, I think Grey did one that ha- no Grey, um, special guest Pete. Sorry, I keep getting mixed up. Um, done one that was very interesting for myself in regards to the quarry. Um, I think that went up this week, which he gave a rare review nine point 
two, I think it was. I believe so, yes. So that um, that had my ears pricked up, and I think me and him came to a consensus that the only downside of it really was it was super fucking expensive. Um, yes. Find all our reviews up there. Um, find Dan's little tidbits that he puts up there as well. Patreon.com forward slash Xbox Tavern. I'm sure Dan will have some of his OnlyFans content up there before the end of the month. We... Put them legs away. Sexy shorts that you just give a little bit there, just a little bit, just a tease. That's what you get for the free show. Just a tip. <laughs> just the tip and maybe more. Um, sorry. Well, there isn't much more. That's the problem, Dan. It's just the tip. <laughs> um, shout out to our superstar supporter tier, which is Beth. So thank you very much for your support, Beth. Um, since I got chinned for this at the start of the show, I'll keep it to one. We have a new merch store on Spreadshirt. So we have one design, and once the lovely people at Spreadshirt um, get back to me in regards to other designs, we will have five new designs in total. So there is currently the lovely Xbox Taverns black microphone type idea. That is up with anything from t-shirts, hoodies, face masks, bags, cups, stickers, coasters, aprons, beanies. Yes, that's what I was waiting for. Right, there is now. there is pretty much anything. There's there's baby grows and everything. There's there's even dog bandanas and teddy bears. Um, <laughs> so that's up on Spreadshirt just now. I like seeing more designs on their way. Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts five stars on Apple. Please gets us more exposure. More exposure gets us more fans. More fans gets us to grow. Grow gets us content. Content gets us better presentation to see our lovely faces every Sunday on youtube.com forward slash Xbox Tavern official. That is how you do a segue, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> missed the best part, though. You missed the best part. What did I miss? I, I'm not done there. I'm not done. Spotify podcasts, we will have polls and questions that we put up every week. Um, it'll probably be about the showcase this week about games that you're most looking forward to. If you could follow those in and give us your feedback, it's just another way to get in contact with uh, with ourselves and keep us knowing what the the masses want to hear and social media Daniel our master social media expert will be on top of these with your Twitter Instagram TikTok Facebook LinkedIn Tumblr Reddit OnlyFans Patreon nice whatever place. it may be at Chocolate Bear 80 he'll be able to hook you up on any of them and our Discord as well our Discord link's in the show notes jump in there We've got a few different ta- channels, few different things. Um, get in touch with the hosts, different folk from the pod, uh, the website. Got any questions that they may have put up for the reviews? Drop a wee question in there or their Twitter. Best place to get a hold of us. Nice. Thank you very much. Plugged away. I feel. I feel. You feel fully properly plugged. plugged. Good. I feel plugged like a like a like a uh, sink. Like a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, right, I've ruined it now. Right, let's get back into the flow of the show, shall we? So now we're going to get into our topic question thingy doodad of the week, which is, as it has been for the last few weeks, Xbox Game of the Years throughout the years. So we've been picking the Game of the Year since the very first Xbox. Um, And this week is 2006. So games come out in 2006. Some pretty good ones, I think. Just there, there was list. one or two, not that Looking many. At this list, a couple of decent ones. Uh, mm-hmm. Graham, we've yes. kind of, uh, I'm, I'm, as I said before we started, I kind of uh, hopped on your bandwagon here. So please tell me your favourite game of the year for 2006. 
were a couple of bangers from that I enjoyed myself anyway. The first one definitely has to be Skyrim. Oh, no, was it Oblivion even? Sorry. Oblivion. Yeah, the precursor. You couldn't have Skyrim without having Oblivion. And um, yeah, Oblivion was it, it was probably the one that made me sort of really get into the Elder Scrolls because I could not get into Morrowind before that. And Daggerfall had even less chance. So uh, yeah, Oblivion definitely was the one that sort of got me into it. And although the, the cheesy acting, I think it was um, Patrick Stewart, I think was it at the start or something? One. Sean B was as well. I think that character died pretty quickly. Yeah, <laughs> no, not as quickly as Patrick Stewart's. <laughs> but yeah, um, the hero of Kovach. But yeah, that was an amazing game. And yeah, definitely set the scene for the rest of them going forwards. And yeah, it was massive. Yeah, um, I remember before you move on to the next one, sorry. As I said, I'm going to piggyback on your picks because sure. we basically the base the same ones. I remember walking out of, because obviously you start in the dungeons and you fight your way through and fight the rats and all that shit. And you walk out into the open world and I remember walking through. It's the first game I've ever really played like that. And I walked out and I was like, oh, fuck. There's a lot of things. <laughs> what the that's, fuck did I do? That's a big world. Okay. Um, right. Let me just pick. Oh, I'll go this way. And I end up in, um, oh, what's the fucking town's name? I forget now, but I've got to this town and I literally spent 20 hours there just chatting to the people doing quests and exploring the village and it was only one little tiny corner of the map and then i went out and i explored further beyond and found you know the white um uh, is it white city the, the, with the, the big city. tower in yeah. and then all the other cities around and the dungeons and the oblivion gates I, I, I was absolutely blown away i absolutely loved it and um i played it mostly on a i think it was a 14 inch crt Oh. Which was not the best way to play it. No. <laughs> because it's I, not the I best way my, to do anything. I took my Xbox to work with me, and that, that was the TV that was in the in the break room. So I just I sat there and played it on my lunch break. Um, and then the DLC, the Shiver and Isles, was fucking tremendous. Um, so that I'm, that actually traumatized me like the first time trying to play Oblivion, and I jumped on it, done a J, done the done the dungeon, came out, got to the city, and went. Yeah, turned it off, and then I went and played Skyrim. <laughs> Once I was a more mature gamer, played Skyrim, realized what the whole Elder Scrolls games were around. Went back to Oblivion, and it was like, the "Fuck, did I ever pass this up the first time?" It was it's one of those really oh, such a good game, but like I say, it came out, came out far too soon for my tiny little incomplete gaming mm-hmm. brain. Um, I, I just loved the way you just explore, and there'd be people going about their business, and you know you get into fights with people, or meet merchants, or meet NPCs that give you quests, and then you'd go around the corner, and there'd be a whole other suite of things to find yeah. and, and do, talk to, and do, and and, and explore, and then there'd be a big dungeon, and there'd be like the elven ruins, the fucking dwarven ruins, all this. It was just it was madness, absolute madness. I and, do, I do think that's one thing that the Elder Scrolls series nails on like spot on is the way that they do lore and things like that I mean it's like just reading about like it's more pertinent for like Skyrim because I've done a lot more hours in Skyrim but like you, you go in and you read about all the different names that all the different elven races eh, not the elven races the, the dwarven races have like your no it's elven Falmar and things like that and your dwarven yeah, and things like that yeah so you've got all of that, and it tells you the backstory of all of them, and then you've got all your different Daedric gods and the, what they 
what they are the gods of and what they are feats and things like that that they've done for it. Like you said, where their different mm. loyalties lie or what races have different loyalties to them and things like that. It's just the, the lore that they put into the Skyrim game or the, the Elder Scrolls game is fantastic. It's it's something you can really sink your teeth into and get into. It's one of these things like um, Warhammer where you've got just infinite amount of stories that you can get into if you really want to or play it just as a standard A to Z or A to B type game. Yeah, I love just exploring people's houses and picking up books and just reading. <laughs> exactly. Each book's got like 20, 30 pages you read it. Okay, yeah, it's cool. And, you've, and then 10 hours later, you'll find a book in a different house. It'll be chapter two. And you're, yeah, oh, oh, fantastic. Oh, and it fills in all the details. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I absolutely, I, I adored that game. Um, I kind of broke it by exploiting some of the systems and getting a, a shield and a ring and an armor, which effectively, if an enemy hit me, they did 120% damage back to themselves. So I became invincible Aha. and they were just killing themselves by hitting me. So it kind of ruined it in that aspect, but the rest of it was awesome. Anyway, Graham, so we kind of got sidetracked. <laughs> that's, that's how, it was only because I, had three. I didn't want to sort of drivel into too much because obviously I mentioned two others. Yeah. Uh, one being Dead Rising. I mean, that's like the first sort of game where you sort of saw mass zombies or so many kind of bodies on one screen at a time sort of without huge chugging on the machine it did have hella loading times going into different areas but you kind of saw why because there was so much going on in the the, the mall that you were in and cleaving through those zombies with the swords and the weapons and stuff everything falling yeah. apart and yeah that was a mad that was mad um, just some of the weapons you can make as well it's just surreal yeah it's just, just, just fucking things brilliant. on people's heads it's just yeah it missed the like the, the horror of the the zombies the sheer bizarreness of sticking things on people's heads and just playing with the zombies with different weapons and, and, and taking the pictures and getting a picture of like a, one of the zombies yeah. in the news and he comes up erotic he goes ooh nice <laughs> <laughs> the, wasn't that one of the first games as well that played with time as well yeah. oh, I hated that man I oh, fucking that hated that but so, yeah, it made you choose what path you had to go because you couldn't save everybody because yeah. you were time constrained yeah. Uh, was that was the, way of that was the different... only thing about Dead Rising games that I couldn't get into because was it this oh, I can't remember was it the second one where it was like the little girl had to get like an injection every so Zombrex. often yeah, yeah. For, yeah. Uh, was it the second one I think yeah, it's yeah, the first yeah. no the second one yeah the second okay. one and it was like so that obviously was based on time but like you couldn't do too much or you wouldn't get back in time to give her and it was like that I just wanted to fucking go and do everything I wanted to go in it every... It's like the film. What's the film? Um, the film that they're, they're in a shopping mall. It's uh, um, Dawn of the, the Dead. Dead or Dawn of the Dawn Dead. Of the Dead. Yeah. So they're based yeah. in a shopping mall and they're, like, they're going to like, the sports shops and they get all their weapons and stuff like that. And they're like, I just wanted to do that. I just wanted to go around every shop yeah. and like, see what there was, grab shit that I need, craft whatever I want, go out and take stupid fucking photos and then we'll have to rush back to a certain place to go into X, Y, and Z. In hindsight, it was a great system and it worked really well. That's why I liked it so much because it was like Dan said, like you'd go out and like, right, I've got to rescue this person, but if I do that, then chances are I'm not going to get back to this person. But if I if I play my cards right, I might be able to get there and get there. But then when you get to the second person, then all of a sudden the third person pops over. Like, right, well I can't do you as well, so I'm gonna have to yeah, come you're back. You're gonna have and to come, fuck off. I'm gonna have to try and wangle it, and yeah, and then the repeat plays. Sorry, sorry, again, kind of hijacked you. Um, 
the repeat, <laughs> repeat play. So the first time you got three days, and then you play again. And if you do well enough, you get seven days. And then if you play again, you yeah. well enough, and you get the yeah, final boss. Um, and yeah, I fuck it. I, the first one is still my favourite. Um, we can get into two when it comes up in in the years, but yeah. I didn't like that one quite so much. But what um did you get the Chivo Gray for killing the uh, amount of zombies? So oh, there's so many. I can't remember. I just remember because you also you get a vehicle outside that you just kind of span around in and just murder yeah. them all. Yeah, going in like the underground tunnel, just driving through them as far as you can and going back through. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was mad and it was wacky. Like you said, what was was there any particular weapon that sort of stood out to you or or any particular item I should say really might rather than weapon? Yeah, so he mixed the the smoothies together. I think one of them gave you sort of zombie breath or something like fire yeah. breath or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually that or the like the Mega Man kind of gun or punt glove thing that yeah. gave you a little bit of a, a fire blast. Was there yeah. not one that was like a uh, fuck? Was it like a strummer and it had like a an act, uh, saw blade on the end of it and it was like you just mowed through them like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that so, was yeah. like something like that. Yeah, just, um, he just like runs forwards into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great guy because they obviously re-released it for Xbox One. Uh, which I haven't played that version, but I think that must clean up some of the frame rate issues and stuff that it did have in the loading and that because and the text yeah, it was a bit awkward. But that's and the text was tiny, yeah. Oh, a tiny, <laughs> tiny text. Especially yeah. on the CRT TV as well. Like a tiny, game tiny. that old with that amount of zombies, you were obviously going to expect it to struggle. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that no, was a fan, fantastic game. Definitely my favourite one in the series. Uh, but again, we'll get to that later down the line. Graham, yeah, have you got one other pick? I, I see on the list here. That's fine. I'll leave it to the others because I'll give them a chance to say their games. Okay. Well, that's very noble of you. Daniel. Yes. Tell me about a game that you might have possibly have played in 2006. Did, Are you actually two. like going to be able to play games for Xbox now, Dan? Not, that's not FIFA oh. and it's not... Uh, well, no, no. I've picked Bravo. two games that were I was really happy <laughs> with. So I have got Rainbow Six Vegas. Oh. Uh, See, I was no, going to, I was going to put it, and then I seen you put it. I was like, "Fair plays." Dan's to, finally contributing. Well, to, yeah, and it, I, I don't know what made me pick this game up, but picked it up, and it, I think it was the first, one of the first experiences of using the headset and trying to cooperatively, um, kind of fight another team, and and not that Call of Duty. Yeah, like Call of Duty was great and all, but you got to rainbow six all of a sudden kind of that multiplayer um team attack stepped up a notch and then you had the chance of you know kind of uh propelling down going in going into rooms cameras under doors satchel charge on the door at the other side of the room which at the time was all like brand new i think there was yeah flashbangs as well um (laughs) you know sorting out your weapon loadouts my god the, the hours i spent playing this game and not doing very well was quite a lot, but it was really, really enjoyable. I don't think you need to specify they're not doing very well, Dan. That's just stand so, par for the course. <laughs> well, no, back then I had a bit, I had some skills, not a lot, but I had some. Um, <laughs> and another one is obviously I've got to put down Gears of War. The, the what happened in that game again? Uh, quite, oh, you should remember. Well, our, uh, that was two. <laughs> no, that was one, wasn't it? That's, no, that was two. Uh, was that two? No, the Mad World trailer was number one. That was the original trailer. I'm sure that original Ooh. trailer was what... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Ross, look <laughs> it up. Right, Daniel, tell us all about Gears of War. Anyway, and how Gears awesome of War. Marcus and Dom. Are. 
the, the friendship, the locus, the, the watching these weird guys who looked like frigging massive rectangles kind of running and then covering over the wall and, <laughs> You know, the, the, the roadie run was awesome. It's yeah. like, and then you'd like, shit, jump over, jump over. Um, yeah, just it, brilliant. And then I, I remember playing it with my friend going through on, I don't think we ever managed to get the hardest difficulty, but you go up a notch and you're like, oh my God, this is fucking hard. Um, yeah, just memories of Gears of War playing that in my youth. is The, uh, the, the big, beefy, meaty men. And like chainsawing the fucking locust and half, and it's it's exploding. Yeah, and watching them, and then back then, I mean, when you saw it back then, you were like, "Oh, these graphics are amazing." Go back now, and you're like, "Ooh, those are bad." You know, bits of like square falling off them. Um, But yeah, loved loved Gears of War. Mad World was used in a teaser trailer for one and for three. There we go. And I remember the advert because he was hiding behind a tree. The, no, he ran across, hid in a car park, and there was a was it a broomac? Big broomac. Broomac came through, um, and then you could see like the penny drop, and he was like, "Shit, it's about to go!" And he comes yeah. out and just fucking fires. The yeah. one, that, the song yeah. that I was thinking of was, and for the life of me, I can't remember what the name it was now. Um, How it ends was what I was thinking of for Gears of War Two. And that's when he's sitting at the tree cleaning his lancer and things like that. No, and know. the Mad World was the bit that came from Dom's death. Not, Whoa! Not, Whoa! Whoa! If Boy, you've not played Gears 3 by now, you need to be shot, hung, drawn, and quartered. Um, yeah, it there wasn't might be a from, special edition coming out. Well, there is, but still, you should fucking Master have played dead. it by now. But yeah. Might be anything, that's an encouragement. That guy butt in the dust will get more people to play it. Do you reckon if him and Kenny teamed up, that'd be the ultimate game? Uh, <laughs> whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, why, why am I hearing any sort of hate towards Dom? Oh, he's, he's great, great, not a big fan, but Dom was fucking he's, he's, awesome. He's no fucking Coltrane, though, is he? Coltrane, no. Dennis! Coltrane, all your favorite that dies every time. Jay Carbine. Yeah, Carbine. Carbine, man. Well, what one? Carmine, sorry. Carmine. What one? Carmine, yeah. Carmine. Doesn't oh, matter, one. they're all J's because the amount of go down every time. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I like I like I like Benjamin just because I like that name Benjamin. Benjamin. But uh, yeah, I, anyway, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna come up Baird's with the cool I was well. going to say I was going to come up with the controversy and say I actually quite like Beard. Beard's quite fun. He's, yeah, he's he's interesting. Not so much in Gears Five. I wasn't a big fan of him there. But, well, he's he's always uh, he's scientist mode, doesn't he? Yeah. Although he does make big ass fucking transformer robots. He does, <laughs> and and lots of cool weaponry. But Gears was a fantastic shout, Daniel, uh, as is Rainbow Six and Oblivion and Dead Rising. However, Ross. Tell us yours because I've done mine. So I, I was going to put Rainbow Six as he stuffs his face for the fucking yeah perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he was going to come. And Edinburgh. So I was going to put Rainbow Six Vegas, and then I seen Dan had it, and then I realised, oh wait a minute, Ian isn't on the show this week. I'm taking his because it is one of my other ones. The best game in the series, Hitman Blood Money. Fucking loved that game. It has one of my favourite levels of all video games ever. And it's the one where you're in Mardi Gras in New Orleans and it's just, ah, uh, you've got to kill the two the two lovers. I love that mission so fucking much. Murder of Crows, as it's called. And it's just Mardi Gras, the whole fucking celebration. You can sneak in through the crowd dressed up in all these different 
cool outfits. Love this game as well, especially with the like alternative ending type idea, which, if you don't know about, it's fuck the game's what hell now, twenty years old almost, sixteen years. I mean, yeah, none of us are gonna play it, so carry yeah. on, sir. So you've got the bit where Agent Forty Seven dies. Dies. <gasps> Fucking hell, you don't know where you're going to go that far. Jesus. And you're lying there, dressed in your nice white suit as you've been killed, stabbed in the back by your agent saying, you Always think, the what the fuck? And you're lying there, you've got your silver ballers, and you're lying there, dressed in your white suit, and the credits are rolling up on the screen, and you think, Fucking hell, what the fuck? And then you start rattling the right analogue stick, and you realise your heart rate starts kicking in. Starts creeping up, and then you sit up. Zombie and agent, fucking silver ballers galore, wiping out everybody that's at this funeral. All these people that have betrayed you and stabbed you in the back. Try to remember what it's called. Is uh, Requiem? I think it's something. Mm. Is it Requiem of a Dream or is it just Requiem? I can't remember. Basically, same idea. Like you come back and that's your last mission. It's not even a mission. You just wake up having been killed. Shoot the shit. And just go fucking do, 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 fucking laying out people left, right, and centre. But no, nice. great, great game. You've got ones where you've got like fighting drug cartels. You've got there's one on the Mississippi. Um, even the training mission at the start is fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones that I've got. You, got the, I know you've got the the drug cartel that you've got to do in a villa. Oh, there's one where you're in like a suburban area as well. So you're like just in a normal everyday suburban area. You've got surveillance vans and stuff like that. Brilliant game. Um, I think Ian had touched on it when he was saying in the show notes, like it's a game where it's not impossible to complete it as Silent Assassin. So that gives you that nice, it's got a nice balance of you have to play it a certain way to get it, but it's not to the point where it's like, unless you're a proper hardcore stealth fan, you're never going to be able to do it. Mm. Um, it doesn't look the best it's not the best looking game of all time but it's certainly to me and I don't know if Ian would agree based on the fact that he picked it it's my favourite Hitman game of the whole series even uh, even the new ones the, the newer ones yeah. Yeah, cause it's, uh, it's the only one I've played most of and I didn't like it very much no? I see I... <laughs> But then I haven't really played any of the others, so... It's just... Yeah. No, I... I loved... Um, Blood Money. I, it got me into the series. Um, and it's just... Yeah. Everything about it. Just... The level design... There's another one as well, and I'm sure this is the same one that where you have... It's, it's quite a cool thing. You can basically get in a pool and put, like, a sticky grenade on the bottom of the pool, wait for your target to go into the pool... You can stand below the pool, but to the side, so you're not obviously going to get crushed. Yeah. Detonate it. And, like, he just fucking plummets out this fucking hot tub through all the way right down, crashes onto rocks in the bay below, and you're like, <laughs> dick. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just uh, best one that they've done, and they need to do an up spot and re-release it. Or at least the next Hitman brings some of the levels back with the same type of targets and stuff like that. There, add it into the world of assassination, yeah, as they would do with it. Nice, well, some decent games again. Uh, we, we definitely skipped over a few, but oh, there was, I, in terms thing is, of uh, 2006 had a big list of games that we could have sort of went through, 
yeah um but i think uh some decent shouts there so next next week we'll do 2007 uh if you'd like to tell us your picks of 2006 or 2007 then hit us up at Xbox Tavern on Twitter or go to the Spotify and fill in the poll. Has yeah, it, just scroll yeah, down. Yep, yeah, I'll be at the bottom of that. There. Has anybody looked at some of the games for 2007 yet? No, I'm not even I'm not even attempting it just right now. <laughs> oh, sh- that's, that's going to cause some debates. Yeah, well, we're getting into 2007, 2008 is the years where there were some fucking bangers. Oh. But we'll, we will get to that next week and the week beyond. Um, in well, not next of, week we won't. Uh, well, yeah, next week we're <laughs> next week we're a bit short-staffed. Well, uh, we'll address yeah. that closer to time. <laughs> yes. However, let's get into games we are playing in the current day, Woo-hoo. back in space year 2022. Uh, obviously, our Project Game Pass game, which is a game uh, sequence segment, whatever we do, where we pick a game from Game Pass every month, we play it and we discuss it. Uh, this month we've chosen Sniper Elite 5, which uh, I haven't actually played any more since I spoke about it last week. Has anybody else checked out any more yet? That's uh, my games of the week. Touch. I'll save it for the games of the week for what I've played, but oh. so far. Nice. Daniel, have you played any more yet? So, no, I'm, uh, I'm going to be jumping into it this week. I've done uh, a video coming up soon of my dreadful gameplay. I'm sure you've got some nice nut shots in there. I feel like um, you're not selling it to people when you're tra- terrible gameplay. <laughs> Absolutely shocking. Well, Ross, while we're here, we're talking about it. Why don't we go into the games we are playing this week and lead off with Sniper Elite 5? So I have been playing Sniper Elite 5 as a co-op. So you... Oh, this is your friend on the dirty PlayStation. <laughs> By the way, if you can get me a PlayStation, anyone, anyone who's listening or any of you guys, please let me know because last of us I want to play it. So I have been playing it in that and I've also just realised that I fucked up the borders for it but it was fine, everybody knows who everybody is. Um, been playing through its co-op, played the first three, two and a half levels of it. Um, levels are long as fuck. If you want to do it properly, the levels are really long, which is not a bad Ian thing. Ian was saying, wasn't it? Well, the thing is, like, so the the way that me and my wife like playing these games is we like doing all the collectibles. Um, same with gears and things like that. We do. We tend to try and grab like all the cog tags and stuff like that. So we got all the 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 stone eagles, the love letters, the collectibles from this there. So doing it like that takes quite a bit of time to quite a bit of time to get through. Um, as I was saying to Ian when I was saying before I'd played it, I based just on the trailers that I'd seen. I feel like they could do more in regards to the X-ray vision. Some of the like the the footage that they do for the the x-rays and the shots just feels very repetitive it feels like it was yeah. the same as last year and i feel like as i was saying when i was saying ian you can you see what mortal Kombat are doing with the the x-ray type mode and the damage that it does i feel like they could do a lot more with it still like impressive to see like when you go through the eye or the liver or a like lung shot and things like that it's cool to see especially when especially when you're playing co-op and it's actually shit a brick moments because you could be like lining up a shot thinking right i've got this and all of a sudden because you're playing co-op it cuts to a cutscene of somebody else doing a snipe so you're expecting to pull the shot off and next thing you know it's like fuck what the hell happened there? i need to pull the trigger um but no, really beautiful looking game. Story's ramping up a wee bit. Um, I like how 
I, I haven't came across the same thing that Ian had though. Ian was saying that when one person got detected, they knew where the other person was. And I don't know if it's because I play it considerably differently to Ian. Me and my mate that I'm playing it with, we kind of go like that near the start. So the first map, for example, you're near a beach and then the other part of it's in a town. So I went up through the town and he went down by the beach. And there was a couple of times he got detected, but it didn't alert people to where I was. So I'm presuming this must be like a proximity type thing with what Ian was saying. He'll be able to fill us in the next time he's on. But I never had the same thing that he had where if one person got seen, the other person got... They they knew their location regardless. Um, But no, so far, really enjoying it. Beautiful looking game. Um, Storyline, like I say, ramping up. Um, The... The DLC we haven't done yet, but we plan to with obviously the same as what they've done on nearly all Sniper Elites with the Kill Hitler. Um, I feel like they've went a bit more tongue-in-cheek with that. Some of the elements of it are a bit more comedic. So it's um, no, it's shaping up to be a pretty good game. If it, if it keeps trending the same way it's been in regards to how much fun it is so far, it'll probably make top five game of the year. Not... Okay. Not challenging best game of the year, but it'll probably make the top five. Nice, nice. Well, um, you've been playing it in co-op with your friend. Have you played any on your own or just solely co-op? Just solely co-op just now, yeah. I probably will go back and... It's tricky because cause we're doing all the collectibles and things like that and we're trying to do like every objective of every map, it doesn't leave a lot of co-op... It doesn't leave a lot of single-player type incentive to go yeah. back to one thing that we did have though that, I, that i've not heard um I can't, no no ian did mention it was the the i can't remember what they're called the ghost sniper or whatever it is so basically the person invading your game invasion yeah, yeah so that was quite a cool wee feature not something that you ideally want if you're just like trying to play like what we're playing and try and get all the collectibles and stuff like that but yeah. still quite a cool wee element and then there is obviously like, there's there's a horde mode type idea where you're just fighting waves and waves of enemies yeah. that we'll probably jump into. And then there's a standard campaign, like, sorry, a standard co like um, versus mode type idea where you can set up a map and it's you versus your mate or you versus numerous other uh, people as well. So there's quite a selection of different playthroughs to play through. But in regards to solely single player, I don't know if I could go back to it because the way that I'm playing it, that doesn't leave a lot to still do. You're kind of doing everything yeah. as you go, kind of. Yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. Um, great. You you said you've been playing Sniper Elite Five. So should we get uh, your thoughts on it before we move on to Ross's other game? Yeah, and I've dabbled furthermore than kind of an hour into it. I got off the the beach part and I've taken up the or got met my contact and just done a bit more after that. So I'm really kind of early in. But I saw I know what um, Ross means about the when you do do the bullet cam hitting the enemy. It's not as detailed or gruesome as they could have made it so if you see it sort of hit them and go through the brain and stuff like that but it's it's it, it, like you see this lesson saying of more combat it's way more gruesome in what they're doing so this is i mean if you're going to go the whole hog and do this slow-mo and impact kind of thing they could probably sort of grim it up a little bit more if they wanted to yeah. um yeah i've also come across the the kind of stealth elements to it as well so that's it's kind of swinging me one way or the other. Sniping bit's good, stuff bit's good. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been playing on your own, I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 I just wanted to have a quick go, see what it was like, and I was doing a bit of cloud play on it, which wasn't the greatest. It had occasional 
sort of scan lines coming down it every now and then when I was kind of playing through it. But it wasn't too bad. It ran okay. And yeah, not too bad. I think I'll play a bit more of it. Yeah, fair enough. Well, uh, as always, I'm always up for some co-op. You know me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're around, hit me up. Um, Ross, what else have you been playing this week? So very quickly, um, jumped into some more Assassin's Creed just simply because, like, like you're saying, it's dropped in the Game Pass now, and they've obviously done the 4K 60 update. Yeah. So um, jumped in and done all the things like the the Hidden Ones DLC and this the new one where it's I forgot the name Curse of the Pharaohs I think is what this the other DLC is called, which following on with most of the new. Um, Assassin's Creed games is more like your supernatural element. So I think in like um, um, Odyssey, you had things like fighting Medusa and the Senator and things like that. And then in the new one, you've got obviously the Donna Ragnarok DLC and Odin and Thor and stuff like that. So this one obviously takes you back to the Pharaohs, where you've got to fight like oh, you've got like things to do with Anubis, um, uh, Nefertiti, um, Sobek, uh, Sekhmet, things like that. You've got all these different. Uh, gods of the pantheon of egypt and stuff like that so really enjoying it uh, it's it was a beautiful game when it was first released having this 4k 60 is just making it even nicer um i i never completed this the first time i played it around because i couldn't get behind bayek and i can now see why people like him as much as he does he's very he's very cavalier he's quite tongue-in-cheek um probably probably top three favorite assassins um Obviously, nobody's going to deploy Ezio, but he's yeah, he's quite a cool character, quite funny, um, quite a laid back look on life. Um, so that's I haven't heard a wee bit more of him. It's definitely made the play for a wee bit nicer. Nice, nice. And so that is now on Game Pass, is that right? It is. Yes, that came out in the f- uh, what is it, the sixth, seventh, seventh. Sorry, I thought it was oh, the yeah. sixth. Yeah, so. Go check it out. Game Pass, best in game. I don't know. Really I mean, it's it. like it's an eighty. Well, with the DLC, eighty ninety hour game that's built in. Like, obviously, not everybody. I can see Dan rolling his eyes already. Not everybody wants to play a ninety hour game. Not but a thousand for, planets. But... For the fact that it's built into your Game Pass subscription, it's. I mean, you can't argue with the value for money. It's a hundred. Oh. It's a hundred pounds worth of gaming content for your price of your normal subscription that you buy mm. because you want yeah. to get gears. No, totally totally worth damn it. right right thank you very much ross daniel let's go to you before we swing back around to graham um i'm playing a little title that dropped in game pass in around the same uh, of course um same time as um assassin's creed uh disc room so the premise of the game is you are basically you've got to go through your uh I want to say laboratories, essentially. You need to go through these rooms and you've got spinning saws or discs that are there to kill you. Um, the idea is to, you've got like objectives down the left-hand side of your, well, of your screen. It tells you you have to either survive five seconds, 10 seconds. Um, and as the saws are there, they kind of bounce off the room or there will be... Um, They'll split in two and then there's other things where the disc will kind of like zoom across the room and get you. So it'll like spin normally and then just like ping. Um, it's a really easy pick up and play, enjoyable. It's got the Devolver Digital kind of darkish humour where as the saw gets you, you know, there's blood splurted everywhere and you're chopped in half. Yeah. 
Um, it's got leaderboards, so that there's so there is quite a bit of replayability in a game. But you can literally last you know five ten seconds and feel like you've achieved something for once in every man's <laughs> life. Um, but it, it is it's really really enjoyable. I'm really having fun, and it's not disco room; it's disc room. Just to make it clear for everybody. Yeah, nice. So yeah, so watching that trailer there, that looks like something that I'm quite interested in actually. I, I've never really heard of it before, but good work, Daniel, on picking that one up because yeah. well played, so well played. Uh, and you can just pick it up and play. I was looking for a new kind of pick up and put down game. Um, you know, when you've got that ten minutes kind of void to fill, this yeah. is the perfect game. To I do mean, that. anytime I can feel like I've achieved something after thirty seconds, I'm game. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy with well, it. I mean, even ten seconds said about that. But, uh, you know. <laughs> right. Jay, put those pins away. We've already got an only dance page. We don't need an only Jay's page. God, you money makers, ladies, gentlemen. Oh, right, Graham. Uh, uh, Sniper Elite. You've played. What else have you been playing? I've dabbled, week? and to be fair, I haven't dabbled in anything new. Um, I've actually been sort of getting progressing further with my two review titles which I, I need to write up which I'll get be getting on to tomorrow and I've actually finished Dead Craft now uh, and I completely RTS'd it where I sort of built up built up built up and then when it came to fighting the boss I just completely sliced through <laughs> so yeah there's a lot of uh, like I said in previous ones there's a lot of things to craft a lot of different side missions and things to do and you can sort of build up to sort of the best weapons of the game, but yeah. you fight the end boss with those kind of weapons and it just becomes a tad bit too easy. <laughs> yeah. You, you way overpowered yourself, basically. But it, it's almost like the game set you up to do that. It's kind of like you get to different areas and then it gets you access to the new tiers of stuff. And then I got all the new tiers of stuff. But once I got all that bit, it sort of with my super zombie powers, it just, yeah, got to the end boss. And then... Yeah, kind of carved through. I saved up so many machine gun bullets and then I barely used a fifth of them to kill. <laughs> and it just made it sort of super easy. So, Is there anything to do beyond the end boss? Like, yeah, you good, like, carry on. There's or... all the other side quest bits to do. And okay. and yeah, there's a bit to try and sort of upgrade your home to like the, the biggest one and you have to get like a million kind of of the currency and I'm only yeah. like 100,000. So... I don't know why you would need that right towards the end of the game. You're already as powerful as you're going to be. So building up your base is just kind of like for the achievement and that's kind of what you'll do it for. But yeah, it's a good game. I enjoyed that. Well, well worth a playthrough on that one. Um, and the other game, uh, the Vampire the Masquerade, Swan Song, that is got slightly better when I finally got a bit further in. There were some sort of puzzles to do. Not massively difficult puzzles but at least it's something that happens in the game that's not just dialogue choices and um yeah it, it kind of it gives you a little bit of a kick in the teeth after you've done a certain area because you have no idea what the hell you're doing yeah. you're just guessing your way around it doing some of the puzzles and then once you get to the end of the area it goes you found this 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 you could have done this and you didn't collect these and i was like oh well how good or bad is that yeah. <laughs> you just don't know it's kind of like it doesn't say these are all the things you need to do in this kind of level. If you don't, then you kind of miss out on it. It just doesn't tell you what you can and can't find until you've gone too far. Yeah. So that's a tiny bit annoying. I guess it just means if, you know, it's your experience. If you don't do it, then that's it. You've missed it. You don't get a chance to fix that bit. 
Yeah. No way of going back to sort of replay missions or anything. Yeah, but the story is so far-fetched, it's it's hard to get a grasp of still what the hell is going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still further on and I'm still none the wiser. Of It's like a, a, a weird um, aristocratic vampires with their own, yeah. everyone's got a, their own interests and don't like each other and it's just, yeah, it's quite a I don't know if the previous games kind of build up that lore first so you understand a bit better, but going in blind isn't the easiest. The thing is, see watching the trailer, so the trailer doesn't give any gameplay away, it literally is just a cinematic. The game looks fucking incredible. Like, everything that you see in the trailer looks amazing. And then just from what you've said, it's like, ah. Oh. It, <laughs> it sounds like it's, it's more dialogue choice to the game rather than action, like fighting, combat, something. Yeah, it is. And like after doing the little mini puzzles or finding things, you get experience points to enhance your dialogue capabilities or your yeah. searching capabilities. Yeah. As like the better searcher you are, the better more evidence and materials you can find which help you in your dialogue choices, or you can increase your dialogue skills. So when you're having conversations, you can you can win the the, like the, the top trump version of the dialogue choice so he's this good at that conversation you're that good and then you can beat them in the conversation and obviously okay. progress the story and certain bits that you have to win two out of the four conversational bits to progress so <laughs> it's, it's such a weird way of doing it that bit's kind of interesting but yeah it's very very slow paced and the puzzles were a bit there ish fair enough fair enough well Hopefully we'll get to read your words upon these video games on xboxtavern.com very soon. Yes. Yes. Cool. Thank you very much. Uh, I suppose it's my turn now, isn't it? Uh, other than the bog standard Fortnite and et cetera, et cetera, that I've been playing, the main one I've been playing this week is a game called Janitor Bleeds, which is a first-person low-poly horror game set in an arcade. Um, you, you sort of start and you end, you're in a car crash and then you exit your car you walk around and you find this arcade which appears to be abandoned um and the only game that works in it is a game called janitor and you find it you just play it and the idea is you play this little it's almost like an uh like an atari like real early video game so you just walk around single screens and you move between a couple of screens and you clean up puddles of water uh, but what happens in the in the arcade game affects what happens in the the actual arcade so you'll clean up a bit of mess and it will open up a new pathway uh, or you'll open a door and the door behind you will open or something like that uh, and the idea is this, this janitor game is kind of possessed and it is it's possessed by this demon that follows you around the real life arcade and so every time you open a door or clear an area that then gives them more reason to come chase you and i quite enjoyed it it's only about two hours long uh at a push and that was mainly because i got stuck at one point and i was going around in circles for ages until i eventually figured out that i was going the wrong way but it's very clever how that when you when you interact with the arcade machine itself it sort of says uh main hall or rooftop or wherever you are and your sort of view is sort of really close up fixed on the arcade cabinet but you've just got enough either side to see around you 
you can't move the camera so you can't look around but you can just about see it either side of the cabinet and as you clear the debris and stuff you'll see like shadows flash past you or lights will flicker on and off or a noise will happen and so when you come away from the arcade cabinet it's almost like too almost makes you like too scared to turn around because you're like what the fuck am i going to find when i turn around like is there going to be a monster there or is there going to be something scary or whatever and half the time there isn't half the time there is and sometimes it you turn around and you're a completely different location because the way it like the the possession and stuff of the, of the arcade works and it yeah i really enjoyed it i thought it was it was it did a great job of getting the atmosphere across uh even though it, it looked like a playstation one game basically uh the way the like the torch you've got and the design of it all work it, it was really effective and made a really creepy atmosphere and even uh, the monster wasn't necessarily a scary monster it wasn't like um something like outlast where it chases you down and fucking rips you limb from limb but it was still creepy enough to make me like trying to hide in a corner and then wait for it to turn around and try and sprint and then the music kick in because it saw me and start chasing me I'm like ah, run away and sort of try and find somewhere to duck and dive and hide away from it um and I won't spoil it because, again, it's quite short, but at the end of the game, you get a particularly cool item, which made me very happy indeed, uh, which is themed around the arcade. And if you know my preference for arcade games, you'll probably be able to guess what kind of item it is. What, like a light gun from Time Crisis? Whoa, whoa, whoa. But yes. Um, yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed it. And the only main negative i have is i wasn't allowed to invert y which is a fucking travesty <laughs> um so i had to use said light gun with non-inverted controls which was quite difficult for, for someone who spent 20 odd years playing inverted um but yeah no, i really enjoyed it i think it's well worth checking out it's, it's like i said the atmosphere is really good the story is quite interesting the gameplay is it keeps it does like some of these games i find they can be quite plodding or they can put roadblocks in your way where you're like oh for fuck's sake, i just want to get past this bit so i can get onto the next bit section and, and carry on whereas this i was always making progress i never ever got proper stuck apart from again when i went the wrong way but that was my own fault really um and yeah it's just really clever and really in in well ingenious in terms of its presentation of horror and low poly aesthetics and yeah well worth checking out janitor bleeds go check it out nice uh, but yeah that, that and many other games i've been playing basically have put me off for horror games for a little while now because i need to play i need to play something a bit happier and uh, a bit chirpier so any recommendations that would be wonderful um pac-man yeah. oh fuck oh, no fuck that i'll try playing pac-man museum what a pile of shit what a pile of shit um but we're going to that right now anyway that's enough waffling for me that's all the games we've been playing i think this week so thank you very much for listening we're now going to get into the last segment of the show, which is the Game Pass and Game Bits Games, Games with Gold Roundup. Yeah. So, Ross, tell me all about things that come into Game Pass. Well, I'll do you a bit, and I'll cover the ones that have just came to Game Pass as well. So, Sexy. we had For Honor Matching Fire Edition on June 1st, Console PC Cloud, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, June 2nd, Console and PC, Assassin's Creed Origins, June 7th as informed by the lovely Daniel, console, PC and cloud. Um, another one that I've been seeing a lot of good news about is Chorus. Um, oh, yeah. Not June bad. S- yeah. 
June seventh console PC and cloud. Um, it's like a spaceship fighting game, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, Disc room as Dan's been playing came out June seventh console PC cloud. Um, Space lines from the far out June seventh console and PC, and then games coming out this or this coming week and the following ones. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge June sixteenth oh, yes. on console and oh, PC. Yes. Shadow Run Trilogy. 21st of June, console and PC. The game that we were talking about in regards to the showcase earlier, Naraka Blade Point, is coming out June 23rd, console and PC. And Escape Academy, June 28th, on console. Very excited to see TMNT Shredder's Revenge coming to Game Pass. And six player co op as well. Yes. And that I'm sure there'll be more to come for Game Pass as well this month. Mad. Oh, yes. So, yeah, definitely go check that one out. Uh, hopefully, that will be as good as the old games. Uh, Daniel, do you want to take over Ian's duties and tell us what's leaving Game Pass? I shall. Leaving Game Pass. Pour one out for my homies. Greedfall, Dark Alliance, Darkest Dungeon, Worms Rumble and Limbo. Um, If you haven't played any of them, you can pick them up for 20% off before they leave Game Pass, which is in, what, I think five days, maybe six days. Normally the 16th or 17th they go. Yeah, and if you're going to play any of them, I think Graham would recommend Griefall. Definitely play Limbo. Limbo. Uh, yeah. and the rest You'd better complete it in five days, but you can give it a go. <laughs> yeah. and you mean the Lego the Congregate takes more than five oh, days to, yeah. to get past? We have five uh, days of listening to that. <laughs> well, if you haven't got five days and you fancy picking up some free games, you might want to play down the line. Graham, tell us about Games of Gold. Yes, you have. Um, the Inner World, The Last Wind Monk, available from May the 16th to June 15th. Avon Connolly from June the 1st to the 30th. Project High Rise Architects Edition from June the 16th to July 15th. Super Meat Boy from June the 1st to the 15th. And Rascals from June the 16th to the 30th. I mean, uh, Super Meat Boy is fucking amazing. So if you haven't played that by now, definitely go check that out. Hard as balls. It's fucking hard, but oh man, what a game. (laughs) What a game. I don't think I ever beat it because it's way too hard at the end, but yeah, definitely go check it out. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. If you made this far, you're fucking heroes, we say we love you. Uh, it's been a fucking long afternoon of watching Xbox news and checking out all of the it's wonderful people's snaps. And... Four and a bit hours worth of recording. Yeah, so <laughs> if you want to go check out our uh, watch along for the Xbox slash Bethesda showcase, you can do that on youtube.com slash Xbox Live and Visual, which is where we record this podcast each and every week at 8 p.m. Ish. Thank you. Uh, and you can also follow us at on Twitter at Xbox Tavern, xboxtavern.com for reviews, features, interviews, etc. etc. All kinds of written words uh throughout the week. But in terms of this podcast, it's time for us to go to bed because it's very late. Well, it's time for some of us. us to go to bed. Some of us have to sit up and edit the fucking thing, but yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you yeah, know, whoever whatever <laughs> mug's got to do that, I don't know. <laughs> uh but yeah, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, probably a bit of a skeleton crew next week because a few of us are going to... And potentially uh, on a different date. Special guest Pete's stag dudes. Shout out to special guest Pete. Uh, very much looking forward to that. Uh, I hope you've got your baby oil ready. Oh, yeah. I have. Why did you look me? <laughs> Do I need to... Th- <laughs> Dad, Shit, you're recording. You're not invited. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you very much. We'll see you again next week and the week after and the week after that for various other Xbox Sevens, Xbox Tavern episodes. Have a wonderful week and we'll speak to you soon. Peace out. Bye.